It's Thursday, July 22nd, National Hammock Day, and you are watching and are listening to Uniform Exchange. Check the mic and make sure it sounds right, boys. National Hammock Day? You didn't tell me? Like, you know I love hammocks. Everybody knows I love hammocks. I have clearly, a clearly you don't love hammocks that much if you didn't know that it was National Hammock Day. Mike, well, you're not wrong. Hammock well, actually, guy number Josh, two. Josh Myers told me before I joined the very first podcast 17 weeks ago that I can't talk about hammocks because I love them so much. There, you happy? Go ahead. Myers, take it away. So... We're going to start off with Drew Barrymore. Uh, by the way, Josh, not National Banana Hammock Day, just to be clear. Just oh, national. Yes. Every day is that was what Banana Hammock Day. I saw here. the Banana Hammock down on the beach today, and I thought maybe that was why they came out. Where are you at? Uh, well, right now I'm in Portland, this week? Maine. Okay. But I, I was You're on in the ocean, beach in Portland? Ocean, ocean Park, Maine, just, uh, just mm. south. And beautiful, beautiful, 80 degrees, sunny, clear. Oh, delightful, guys. You should be here. Chris, where are you right right now? Right now? It it looks like an interesting thing behind you there. Do you know what that is back there? No, it's a green screen. screen. No, that is over there. But that is the each year's class for the State of Maine Baseball Hall of Fame. And these are the Eastern League championships that the Portland Sea Dogs have won here. I'm at Hadlock Field, beautiful Portland, Maine. And uh, you're, at, I, you're at Hammock Field. No, not Banana <laughs> Hammock, Banana <laughs> Hadlock. Hammock Field. Banana Hadlock Field here in uh, Portland. Thanks to Chris Cameron, VP of uh, Marketing Fan Experience here with the Portland Sea Dogs. Uh, and the whole sort organization, the Sea uh, Dogs are about to take on the Harrisburg Senators, expecting about 4,500 here. Not quite the sellout they had the other night for Chris Sale's rehab start, but um, they're going for 16 in a row. Chris wow, that's Cameron's, a big deal. Chris Cameron's Good. like as far far back as we're looking in Eastern League. This is goes at least Good. the last 20 years. Good Especially for Kirk. Good for Kirk Cameron. Ooh. What, was, what was the show that Kirk Cameron was on? Uh, Portland Pale Ale. Oh, we have competing brews today. We have Portland Pale oh, Ale versus. Oh. oh, we got a test brew. Oh, oh, that's that's test brew. I'm not in that. Test brew from Ghost, from Goose Island. Dad. Oh, they actually just cheers. That was pretty good, guy. I think I heard the clink. Oh, nice. Yeah. Man, the the poor people at home. Uh, we need to get started because they have no idea what we're doing, what we're talking about. We don't have any idea available. what we're doing, so it's okay. <laughs> it's not untrue. Well, everyone, welcome to Uniform Exchange, where, as we all know, we get very, very serious and we present only the most consequential and weighty topics that are affecting the world of sports business. Uh, very, very serious, guys. So I want you to like bu- button up, buckle up. Tighten up the ties. Let's get, you know, official here. Uh, I'm Michael Myers with Birdie Box and the Sports Marketer. As always, I'm joined by three esteemed colleagues. Number one, we're going to go a different order this week. We have Goose Island's very own dad number two, Mike Smith. Hi, Mike. Oh, my. I, I just thank you for having me again. Any week, I feel like I'm just going to get cut, and it's a pleasure to be back here. Number one announcement tonight. Oh, I'm just going to take a drink. Take it away, guys. Okay. <laughs> I don't know. It's been a long day. <laughs> I thought he was going to make an announcement. I did too. Hi, Mike. Uh, all right. Uh, also on the cast today, team marketing report, reporting with a very high and tight button there. He looks like a Mormon. Uh, Chris oh. Hardwick, how you doing, right? Isn't that, isn't that the Mormon look when you button I, all the way to the I, top? Take that first Mormons one down. You're making me not can, breathe correctly. They can dress. They can <gasps> unbutton one button. They can Mennonite? button other buttons. Amish. Mennonite? I don't know. Maybe it's Amish. Yeah. Hey, thanks for having me. Each week, I can't believe you asked me back. So this is a blessing. <laughs> <laughs> Why is anybody ever here? 
Uh, and third and finally, formerly known as just the big sports consulting big sports guy, now as though the big sports marketer guy, Josh Kyles. Welcome to the cast. Thank and welcome you, to the thank team. Thank you. And you're welcome. You're welcome. Thank you. Did you yeah, see we'll the breaking news? We're going to talk about that later. No, we can talk about it. What was the breaking news, Chris? What was the breaking news? TMR broke the news that that uh, the big sports guy was uh, acquired by the sports marketer. We have two yes. of the principals right here. I mean, that's huge. What? 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 Right? Yeah, we had a big week last week. Uh, big Sports Consulting, Josh's company, was purchased by the sports marketer. And we are now forming a massive conglomerate. It's very similar to what Texas and Oklahoma are trying to do, which we'll talk about later. Um, mm -hmm. but we're looking to build a, a super conference here. Uh, but no, very exciting. And uh, thanks for bringing it up, Chris. Josh, I love the title. And uh, ja, uh, yeah, we're gonna do some big, big, big things. We'll talk more about it later, though. I don't. This this yeah, podcast isn't about us. Yeah, this podcast no, is about the world of sports. But, but are you it's guys cool. Get along? Are you gonna get along right. still? I feel like there's some more friction. Maybe you guys should be getting along. Congratulations, by the way. I'm pissed. I'm not part of the deal. We'll talk about that later too. But congratulations. <laughs> well, Mike, just well imagine together. you you have to put up with Grumpy Myers for just an hour each week. I have the Myers. I have the privilege and the honor of getting to work with him all day every day. So and you just talked really, me out of a you don't, deal. Thanks, Josh. No, 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 no. You don't worry about that at all. We we actually pay we pay in chandeliers here at the sports marketers. So oh shit! I'm back on. Never I'm say, back on. Sign never say up. never. Never say never. We'll talk more about it. But I know we've we got some. Um, we this is actually a week. This actually was a week with a lot of interesting things that happened in sports biz. So I'm excited to talk about it today. Yeah, all right. So let's well talk done. about a few of these. Rack it up, rack it up. I got a bill. Yeah. Make me a safe house. Shake it up, shake it up. She got her hands on it. That was a solid transition, gentlemen. That was good. Um, I don't know if you guys can see the topic that is on the screen right now, but we're going to talk about <laughs> women. Boy, do uh, I have a few things to, on this <laughs> subject. A lot of experts on this panel. Uh, very yeah, right. good couple of weeks for uh, the better gender uh, in sports over the past few weeks. This week, I'm sure you guys heard this, but Major League Baseball um, had – why am I having catching this landmine? Uh, that's, <laughs> I, when, I, when I wrote that topic, I thought, yeah, this is – yeah, okay, all right. <laughs> caption this landmine. Uh, Major League Baseball had an all-female broadcast team this week for the first time ever. Uh, Melanie Newman and Sarah Langs were in the booth and uh alana rizzo somebody helped me heidi watney and who was the third um lauren gardner lauren gardner uh i think rizzo was on the field and the pre and post game were the last two and they did a fantastic job nobody expected it's i feel weird saying they did a fast fantastic job as if i need to say that it's like if you meet somebody and say well they're so well spoken I feel like I'm saying something bad by saying that. Of course, they were going to do a fantastic job, but it was a great broadcast. I don't know if you guys had a chance to watch it. Anyone have one. a chance to watch that. it? I'm on vacation. <laughs> <laughs> he just finished eating his cheeseburger from last week. There's only <laughs> 16 Major League Baseball games every night. How do you not catch every one of those? How do you not find time for 16 games a night? Well, uh, but the, the only reason was, is because now we're on Eastern time. So it's another hour later. It's hard for us old people to stay up that late. It's tough. Yeah, we it's missed tough. we missed the the Cubs coming back <laughs> in the ninth inning and six runs and beating the Cardinals. We actually missed the end of Ooh. that. So and did you miss them losing in extra innings last night? Sorry. Uh speaking of um, Rizzo, no, I did not. But I read about yeah. that today. All right. Listen, yeah. trade him. We we Come don't on, need Cubs. to this is Cubs not the topic the right now, guys. Don't enough of your this boys talk right now. Come on. It was pretty interesting. The, the, oh, I don't know what outlet it was, but, but captured a couple of players in the dugout discussing the fact that the game was being broadcast by all women and the interaction was awesome and authentic and very cool. And um, I just think it's, it, it opens the doors. There have been a lot of people that come through that have opened the doors. But uh, to have an all-female cast, I thought was pretty cool. And uh, I think you're going to see more and more of that stuff. So very cool. Um, also... Forbes article yesterday came out, and I thought this was just, was interesting. Uh, PGA has a new video game coming out 
flagship video game, EA Sports, for the first time since 2014, I believe. And in it, they will be featuring the LPGA's Amundi Evian Championship, which is at Evian Resort Golf Club, and we'll have LPGA players in the game. And you'll have the ability – I think you've always had the ability to create female players. Um, but that will still be there. But they'll have – some female players will be already in the game. And, I mean, honestly, that's kind of about time, don't you think? Absolutely. I mean, yeah. EA Sports. LPGA players are now in the game. In the game. In the game. EA Sports. Women are not in the game until now. Yes. Um, but yeah, very cool. I, I think that's going to be a good thing. And then the last thing, and I just, this hold on, hold is really on. You're like, you're steamrolling this whole topic. I wanted to say oh, something yeah. before you got totally. to EA Sports. Go ahead. Uh, bringing the all uh, woman uh, team in for the, the major league game. What, the one thing I, I felt like, I don't know what you guys felt. I felt it was a little forced though. Like, oh, like yeah. here's, here's the team. Like why couldn't they bring in a couple on regular games here and there with the other broadcasters instead of, putting it all together in one package and saying all female team. We, we are fair. in it, you know? Yeah, I hear you. I agree. But to be fair, they have women on field reporters. Now there has been sure. a woman in the booth on ESPN Sunday night baseball now for two years, probably. Mm -hmm. um, so in a way they did what you're saying. Um, and this I think was more just a spotlight moment. I don't think it was anything other than look, this can happen. And it can be a great broadcast. Let's eliminate the thought that women can't do this. And mm -hmm. I think we, for the most part, have. But never once would you think you're going to tune into a baseball game. And just being honest, would you ever think you're going to tune in a baseball game and only hear female voices? Honestly, uh, not not right away. I think right. I just I, I just don't want it to feel forced. I want it to be a natural transition. This should have happened years ago. Yeah. I, I, I do – I have seen reporters in the field at the games in the past. I just don't think it should be like plucked here and there. It should be a constant thing. Like make well, it normal. I, yeah. Yeah, it shouldn't exactly. be like, oh, two and Thursday we have you know so and so on the field reporting for the first time in two weeks kind of mentality. And I then think, right. I think this was yes. just this was a first, so it was yeah. celebrated as such. It won't. It it shouldn't need to be. You know, it should be a more normal thing that doesn't need to be such a big deal every time. But yeah. Uh, right. Yeah, well, I mean, it took, how many seasons have Andrea Kramer and Hannah Storm done the the Thursday night games? Andrea now, Kramer, thirty two, three. Two, <laughs> no, 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 no. But they're partnered. It's an all female NFL broadcast. Oh, oh yeah, yeah, no, yeah. that's a great, right? great point. And they've been doing that for a couple of years, and so mm -hmm. now it's just it's just the way that it is, and you're starting mm -hmm. to hear more female. Um, I think the first step was the, the the female PA announcers, so people got used to that around the ballpark. And now you have more and more popping up in Beth Moens and, and I, I'm going to leave a whole bunch of moths. So I'll just stop. But, you know, the, it, but it is, it's, it's, I equate it to what used to happen with like in minor league baseball or whatever you'd say, Hey, it's Mexican heritage night. And then they'd have people, you know, running around in ponchos and fake mustaches and playing, you know, La Bamba, like, mm -hmm. no, no, no. It's that <laughs> is so forced and fake. Don't, is that the time you got hit up. with the burrito cannon? Uh, that's the time I actually got hit. When I ran that promotion, I got hit with an actual bat, and I deserved it. <laughs> oh, my God. Horrible, horrible. We don't I'm, have to get into that story. No, no, no. Yeah. But it is Call a conversation that we have a lot, though, about just things that are newsworthy. And really, the, the word newsworthy lives above everything else. If this is news because it hadn't happened before. And the ultimate goal is what you said, what all three of you said, which is this is something that shouldn't be surprising. And eventually it won't be newsworthy. But this was mm -hmm. the first. It was newsworthy. I actually think it was intentional showcase event. So I think it all sort of adds up to a well, good you, thing. I, I love it. Yeah. And, you know, the, to try to try to be quick for once. But it's, you know, hearing uh, I'm a big fan of Richard Deitch's sports media podcast. And, you know, he's had a lot of this new generation of women broadcasters on and and you know, who did they have to point to two or three women? Like they didn't think it was possible to even do this job. So that's the flip side of saying, Hey, let's market this thing at least early on, like mm -hmm. make it a showcase thing. That's where people can young, you know, young girls can see this and be like, I can see myself doing that now. Not mm -hmm. like I've got to go break the mold. I can be like boop, 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 any one of those guys. So anyway, yeah. sorry. 
Yeah, Go all ahead. very cool. Uh, well, and I'll, I'll touch on this last thing just because I thought it was interesting and it really kind of supports everything we've been covering over the last few weeks is that there's been an advancement. Nielsen, I'm going to make sure I get this right, Nielsen Sports Sponsor Globe Database has been tracking commercial deals with female athletes over the last how many ever years. And since 2017, so between 2017 and 2020, the number of sponsorship deals for women has increased by 31% in volume. So one third more than there used to be just three years later. Uh, and with each one of those deals, there was an increase in value of 65%. Now wow. we've talked about NIL. I know, think about that. 65% in value on those deals. That's huge. Uh, which by the way, that's in the United States. It stands in contrast to what's happened in Europe. There was a 10% growth between 2017 and 2019. Europe got hit harder by the COVID than we did uh, when it came to sponsorship. So there was a drop off. So they've seen a growth, just not, not quite nearly as big as a growth. So it's a very United States based growth model. But I think we talked about NIL and I think it just, it, these are just more indicators that name and likeness will be one of the many overdue but great equalizers between men and women when it comes to being able to generate revenue through sport. I don't know that it's never gonna be even probably. I mean, I shouldn't say never, it's got a big steep hill still to climb to become even. Um, but there was interesting, and I don't have the article in front of me, but I was looking at Olympic sports viewership, men, women, both, and so on. And it's women do really well during the Olympics. I mean, mm -hmm. people tune in for women's gymnastics, not it's not that they don't tune in for men's gymnastics, but comparably, they tune in for women's gymnastics. People tune in for women's volleyball before they tune in for men's volleyball. It's kind of close, but it's women's volleyball before men's volleyball. So there are sports where they do better. Women's soccer, it does crushes during the science. So anyway, I, I can go on forever about this. I just think you're starting to see an, equal, an equalization within that. Long yeah. Well, and, and as a side note to that, God forbid, uh, hopefully the wake-up call that smashing of the u.s team by sweden three zip that first what is a 44 game unbeaten streak or whatever hopefully that's not a sign that they're they're not going to at least make a deep run because yeah know, the flip side yeah because the flip side would be in a way it would be interesting to see how much the women's national team you know pushes the sponsorship dollars that and if they crap the bed that you know is that a void or does these does simone biles and you know the the women's basketball team and women's volleyball stars and stuff do they fill that void i mm -hmm. i don't know and i being a fan of u.s women's team i hope we don't have to learn that but we might well i think personal opinion a lot of this is being driven less by what happens on the field more by what happens on their social media accounts so if simone biles has four times the followers as somebody on the u.s national women's team she's going to get more money this time around because we've shifted that advertising dollar is shifted to chasing the popularity on social media more so than just the other so it, it'll right. be interesting it'll be interesting right. Uh, Mark Emmert's on record is saying, hey, as long as they're not driving, which he's very progressive. He's very progressive. Yeah, fake Mark. Fake Mark Emmert yes, said that. Yes, Real Mark Emmert did not say that. He knew he would know better than to say that. He um, said in, a, in an English sounding voice. <laughs> <laughs> yes, he did. Uh, all right. Speaking of Mark Emmert, let's talk about name and likeness. NIL's had some things going on this week. Mike. We're going to call back to something you predicted about six weeks ago when we were talking about name and likeness. You said, why would it stop at college? When's it going to be high school kids doing? When's it going to be grade school? Well, we officially have our first high school athlete that has signed with Expel Sports Management, Mikey Knew Williams. Mikey, his name's Mikey, too. Great name. Uh, Mikey Williams. Signs with Excel Sports Management. He's 17 years old. He's a top 10 prospect. Not till 2023. He's a 20, 2023 class, and he right. didn't have to he's, play college. He's not <laughs> uh, he's not NBA eligible until twenty twenty four. Yeah, crazy. I mean that's nuts. Crazy, right? Now that'll that probably change with the NIL appeal tomorrow, and like gone, you know, or but, a banana uh, hammock for that. Or a banana hey hammock if he's around, yeah. Chris. Yes, there. Yeah, the, well, the Montreal, the Canadian folks aren't down here they like their speedos uh that's why there aren't as many right now the um this is what's interesting though 
and I think the headline of that particular story is very misleading because it talks about basically it was uh, the potential for millions. He's oh, just yeah. signing. He's just signing with an agency. Yes, it's when he gets a deal that's Sprite or whatever Xbox or something like that, where a, a corporation is going to put huge dollars. That is the proof in the pudding. But this is still. I mean. And, and that is impending if we're being honest that yeah, no, is, probably, social likely, media following right? is already very very strong well it's this coming. kid has what five plus million aggregated social media followers across the yes. platform i mean like that's why he's like we we're just talking about with the of women course. that's why he's valuable because you can you can as an advertiser right you put the roi against that and cpms and dot 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 that you can at least do you know some measurement in there so it's you know, easier to make that happen, but come on, the kid's seventeen. Give me a, give me a freaking break. I'm an old man. That's, that's disappointing. Well, I think we need, look, uh, I think we need to check in on Josh. Josh, are you doing okay? We have not heard from you in a few minutes. You, you look like you have a thorn in your side. What is on he's, your bird? He's What's on your bird? We didn't tell. He didn't know any of these topics today. So he's like, <laughs> I didn't, he didn't do any research. He has no idea. He's just angry. Well, that's not true at all, but I do appreciate you giving the <laughs> listeners confidence in uh, my ability and knowledge. Do you guys do work a, together in the same just a, business? A pleasure, just a pleasure being on with you here. Yeah, we, we, were only, we were only on a Zoom call yesterday for six straight hours, so you know, we've, we've barely even seen anything, anything of each other. Um, yeah. But no, I just I love that you guys just each talked for five minutes straight. Uh, and nobody complained about it, but that's what happens when the guy who runs all the buttons is the one Chris, talking Chris, for five minutes straight. Chris, I'm editing like, this little like whining dad, session out. Wow, I feel like what's mom going and dad are in a fight, Chris. Should we go yeah, to the room this is, and play? Yeah, this is really awkward. I'm gonna. Oh no, I don't feel anything. <laughs> go ahead, Josh. No, you. <laughs> yes, Mike. He's Michael Myers is a, is a. Michael Myers. I, I am impervious to feeling. So Myers ahead, is a sociopath. He he doesn't yeah. feel anything at all. So whenever you're good. ready to contribute, Josh, we're here for you. Come on. It is when I'm ready. When I'm ready to contribute, <laughs> you'll hear from me. You'll you'll hear me chime in. I love take it. Take my I hat off it. and just give a wave. <laughs> It is. Uh, it, it's. It's an interesting time, Chris. I know you said you sound like a grumpy old man, but it, look, the kid's got five million followers. He's a valuable commodity to a brand. I can't be in his way. Stop him from doing that. Is it going to wreck what I love about college sports? Is it going to? Is it going to tamper some things and change some things? I mean, Bryce Young is, according to Nick Saban, already up to almost a million dollars in name and likeness revenue uh name image like well, revenue this was one that i liked was spencer rattler who's the quarterback in oklahoma he is he's heading to the national sports collectors convention in chicago where chris and myers will be waiting in line to pay spencer 150 dollars oh, for each to take a picture 150 dollars for an autograph this is what rattler is charging for these things and 60 dollars per inscription which I don't even know what the difference between that and an autograph is. It's half an autograph. This, it's just this guy who's, I mean, is what he is like he, like the a guy sophomore? At, uh, at the junior? British Open, like the, they always show him, like he's got a little engraver's <laughs> knife and he's like, to Josh. I would just, I mean, when I, when I see something like that where, where the, the guy's charging $150 for a picture for an autograph, I would hope that people are brought back down to reality pretty quickly because. Besides Myers, who's going to wait in line all day for that, I don't know how many people are going to pay, you know, a total of three hundred and sixty dollars for a photo, autograph, and an inscription. Um, so is that like the note on top of the autograph, or I, I don't know? <laughs> for the well, record, I won't wait in line for free beer, let alone <laughs> to pay one hundred fifty dollars. Myers, we drove to Iowa two weeks ago to get the twenty dollar fireworks to get the autograph. <laughs> What is holding us back? Go see Jordan Bohannon. Go see Jordan Bohannon. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Sexy well, time. it's it's good thing that we're such a serious podcast because people will know that when I say Myers is going to go wait in line to pay Spencer Rattler $360 for those things, they know that we're being serious. So Deadly. if you guys want to go see Spencer Rattler or Myers, go to the National Sports Collectors <laughs> Convention in Chicago. I don't know when it is, but Google it. 
Nor do I. Myers, charge, <laughs> charge, like, like it's charge for your autograph. Charge I'm for gonna. Your autograph. I'm yes. gonna. I'll, I'll give him a, a steep discount too. Very steep. I'll actually charge Spencer for my autograph. <laughs> but well, another another thing, like on a more serious note, another thing that we've talked about is the uh, education of a lot of these athletes, and especially around their finances. I yep. I saw a funny line from DJ Ugalele. I, I hope I'm saying that right. The Clemson quarterback. Mm-hmm. And he was asked if he has a favorite NFL team, just kind of showing the mentality shift of, of the college athlete. His answer was that the team yeah. I want to go to is whatever team doesn't have state taxes. So, <laughs> like, I really enjoy this kid. I don't know who he is, but I love him. You guys remember <laughs> You remember that picture of Rob Lowe last year? He was in a, at a football game, and he was wearing a branded this NFL like baseball hat, <laughs> like I like the NFL sports, sports team, <laughs> go team, go team. We'll get uh, there was a guy. There was a guy with uh, we had a rainy day the other day. We went, went up to Freeport, just on a little bit north here of Portland. Very we close get it. You travel, Chris. Just no, tell no, the story. No, no. So the guy walks man. out. Go local sports team was on his I T-shirt. I'm like, I gotta oh. get that. I have a T-shirt, a black T-shirt that in white letters on it just says T-shirt, and I, I love like, it. I don't like I don't, that one. I, I'm just telling you what I have. I'm just telling you what I have. I love it. Well, you shouldn't Man. have done that. Yeah, you it is so that. good that I don't care don't, anything about what you guys don't, think. Don't All right. So the Too last, the last thing I want to talk about I'm with offended. the name and likeness, and I think you guys are going to love this. Have you? And and hopefully somebody says yes. Have any of you ever heard of Cam Soda? C A M S O D A. Did anybody know what this is? Because Cam oh, no. Soda is a porn site. Wow. Oh, boy. Yes. Cam Soda, it's a porn site, and they are the first one to come out and offer name and likeness money to ath- collegiate athletes. They are claiming that they want to do serious interviews and in depth think pieces with these athletes. But Cam Soda, the porn site says it's a shame it took the NCAA this long to bring about this change. Where was this when Tim Tebow, like Tim Tebow was going to be on a porn site. <laughs> Reggie Bush, Johnny Manziel, now maybe Johnny, Diana Taurasi, and Adam Morrison. What a random group of people to elect. Adam Morrison. Adam Morrison. Been like, was it seven years since he was like on Zaga? Maybe more? 12 yeah, years? But he always looked like, he always looked like. Well, he looked like a 70s porn, porn act. He, He's got, the he got the stash, yeah. Now he didn't have the porn stash. He had. He wished he had a porn stash. He had like Pedro's yeah, stash. It was right. so bad. It was yeah. Pedro's stash. <laughs> Some people uh, grow hair in chunks. They were not blessed like Myers. He shaved three days ago, and look at that beard, coming back strong. But uh, other places, top so ten all time neck beards. It's very. So handsome. I feel like Cam Soda's just opening the door. Porn hubs around the corner. We're going to do this thing. It's getting crazy. It really is. I did see where some athletes, there are some athletes, like all pro athletes, going to go to the NFL that have signed no deals and have intentionally said, I have no interest in distracting myself with that. I have one goal. I'm going to make the NFL, et cetera, et cetera. And I'll take my time. I'll tip my toe. I'll figure it out. Right now, I'm confused by it. I respect that. Everybody's got to do their own thing. And some people are going to drive across the country to sign $150 autographs. So there we go. Well, you're, lucky um, that you just get, you're lucky that you could take a quick Uber. So it'll yeah. be fine. <laughs> I don't know what that means. Uh, we do. <laughs> no clue. Um, all right. So the next topic, sponsorship. There's been some interesting things going on in sponsorship over the last few weeks. I don't know if you guys have been – have you heard about the NBA Finals? You guys know about this thing? Mm-hmm. Kind of a big deal. Kind of a big deal. Just happened. Uh, but what was interesting to me that was right in the midst of the NBA Finals, the Phoenix Suns, who were playing in the NBA Finals, signed a naming rights partner and renamed their building in the middle of the NBA Finals, which if you are the brand doing that, that is awesome. That is Mm -hmm. exactly how you want to kick off your partnership. Uh, But Footprint, which is an environmental-based tech company wanting to eliminate single-use plastics, which I think is a great plan, is now the naming rights partner for the Phoenix Suns. And I'm pretty excited about that, actually. And I think that uh, is – there's – you know, Josh, you and I talk about it all the time. That's a new vertical within the sponsorship world where philanthropic and or – 
globally conscious, eco-friendly sponsors are coming out. And uh, this is another example of that. So I think that's pretty cool. Yeah, no, I think it falls under what what I like to call, you know, sustainable partnerships. And it's not just me that, you know, I think that's the overarching What would you like term. to call them? Uh, yeah, it is. And we've seen another, we've seen the, the, the Kraken's new like home to, arena in Seattle. I like to call this a Climate microphone. Pledge. I like Climate. to call this a microphone. Go ahead. Climate no, Pledge Arena. No, 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 I'm so I'm, sorry. I'm, I am I'm so sorry. I want to hear about what you I want to hear about what you're talking what, about. You want to hear about what I like to call things. Yes. Um no, I think that we've seen with Climate Pledge Arena, thank you, Chris, uh up in Seattle with Amazon sponsoring that. I mean, they sponsored that building. They didn't even put Amazon on it. It was really to show an example of how an arena should be run and with efficiency and sustainability across the board. That includes racials. I mean, ethnic. I mean, you're taking everything into account from environment. Racials? To, what are racials? Yeah. <laughs> oh, my God. Oh, my God. I just <laughs> mom and mom and dad are really at it, Chris. We should really make it, Josh. You know, they're making it worse. You and I are having a good time. They're making <laughs> really? this much worse than what it is. It's you time for a, a marriage encounter weekend. A marriage oh encounter God. weekend. Just you two, Josh. I love get you. off somewhere, Josh. We just, can you Josh, imagine how that? You. Can you imagine we how just that phone did call that went? When, no, we, you know why it was six hours? It could have been done in six minutes, but these two jackasses went back and forth for five <laughs> hours and fifty-four minutes. Uh, no, like I was, I, was talking, I was talking about the the Phoenix deal. Like you're in the middle of the finals. <laughs> like, uh, hey, the the naming rights for the stadium's coming up. We should probably you know get some feelers out there. Uh, yeah, do you have uh, two hundred fifty million dollars for naming rights in the next ten years? Uh, would you like the deal to happen now? And like, what, do you just like rip down a banner and like throw it up and be like, and we're here? Well, I think what really happened there is that the, <laughs> what might have happened is the sponsorship sales team didn't have as quite as much confidence that the team was going to make the finals as Monty Williams and Chris Paul did, which this probably would have been the main thing that they talked about. I think it wound up working out well for, for Footprint and for the brand. Mm -hmm. Like if you're a brand, you couldn't, you couldn't plan it any better, but I'm sure it wasn't you know, they weren't expecting to be in game six or game five of the NBA finals when that happened, but it, it worked out. Um, and kudos to, as, as, when we're talking about sustainable partnerships, kudos to a team like Angel City FC out in LA. Absolutely. They yeah. are really the poster child. They are great. I honestly would love to get uh, some someone on here from that, uh, from that team. Talk I know briefly. a couple of the people. Talk briefly about yeah. it, Josh. Talk about what they're doing. Well, they are they've made it a point that first of all, I believe 10% of all yep. of the revenue that they're bringing in from sponsorships is going back to some type of charitable effort organizations that are generally Thank you. Um, Thank that you. are generally going to be related to what those brands are doing. Yep. But on top of that, they're also building sustainability, some type of sustainable activation or you know what the goal is of the partnership so there's some some sustainable elements built in to every single one of their deals it's a requirement that's an ownership down decision so huge kudos to uh the team at angel city uh and hopefully we'll have some you know someone on here at some point to talk about some of what they're doing and and what we need yeah, to be let's looking do out that. for let's let's do that. more of that too like everybody follow suit on this and let's do more of that put money where it where it should belong yeah. Well, and it's with the, I mean, with the racial, with the racial. <laughs> shut up already. Dude, I mean, you finally had a good message, and you had to have a sleaze ball sleaze ball. I think ball one liner. I think we should just, have Meyer stand up. I just called call a sleaze ball. I think. Uh, <laughs> no, no, yeah, it was a matter of time. It was you're like, one liner. I think you're it's time for him ball, to stand up. And I would bet, I would bet he has a banana hammock on right there in the chair. Uh, oh, new topic. Sadly, we're not even oh, on it. Hey, there it is. Oh. Sadly, we weren't even on a new topic. I just wanted to put something else in there. Um, <laughs> oh man! Right before the cast, somebody emailed me about Shohei Otani. So mm. I'm just going to let you guys talk about this for a second. I know he had a big week. What was his well, big week? Well, he's had a big year. Yes, he, he has. Made, he made uh, Otani merch at All-Star Game last week. Yeah. Uh, even though he didn't make it out of the, what, first round of the Home Run Derby? Um, 
he he was almost one third of all the merchandise sold at the All Star Game was Otani merch. Yeah, crazy. That's nuts. That's crazy. I mean, it's amazing. It's awesome, and it's earned. It's well deserved. Mm -hmm. I mean, he's he's a young guy doing something that no one has done. No one has done. I started to say no one has done since Babe Ruth, but Babe Ruth didn't do what Shohei Otani is doing. Not even no. close on the on the batting side, maybe yes, but not on the pitching side. The guy, I don't know if he's going to be an all star pitcher and an all star hitter. He's definitely an all star hitter. I mean, but, he was this I mean, year. It, how many how many games has he started? What's his what? Somebody pull up while we're doing this. Somebody pull up his win loss record and all that because when I first glanced, it seemed like he wasn't starting every five days. And well, maybe he I'm is. Saying, now, what I'm saying is, he he made the All Star team this year as a pitcher he's and a hitter. He's yeah, he's four and one. How many games has he started? Games. Fourteen games. Okay. All right, that's 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 about about the right amount. Maybe one or two less than than what uh, a full time starter has done. So, well, I know he he signed a deal. I mean, his market his marketability ERA? is his ERA, absolutely Mikey? off the chart. Three point two. Okay. So he's good. he's having a great. Se- I mean, he made great. the All Star team this year as a pitcher and a hitter. So that was the first player to ever do that his marketability though is just off the charts i mean oh, coming yeah. a player coming yeah. from uh japan how can you way, not like the guy he, his yeah. international marketability yeah. is huge he's great for the game since july 1st he's the top selling athlete of any sport on fanatics any sport which like for for us That's to be crazy. saying that about a baseball player is insane his Nuts. all-star jersey they auctioned off all of the players all-star jerseys uh for for charity and his Fetched forty-five times yeah. the next player's jersey. Oh, they were all 100. going for like twenty five hundred. Really? Yeah, they were all going for like twenty five hundred. Did they send it to you yet? Did they send it to you? <laughs> He's gonna no, put no, it up no. next to his Spencer Rattler jersey. Yeah. He's so pay I, bought, less I bought this T-shirt and got this jersey. <laughs> True story. And Josh, tell me if these numbers are right. That the, what I saw that most were going for twenty five hundred, three thousand, and his went for one hundred and ten thousand. Is that right? I mean, I mean, Aaron judges. <laughs> Jersey went for under a thousand dollars, and his went for one hundred eleven thousand. One hundred eleven so, was the final. Oh my god! That's yes, insane. And then, but he's also a great guy. I mean, he donated a hundred. He donated his All Star Game bonus to the team yeah, staff. That, that Myers, Myers was talking about the draft coordinator last week. He probably got a little little bonus from that. He there was a video of him today. I saw on Twitter, literally picking up trash in the ballpark as he's walking through to, onto the field. I mean, he, he's. Uh, I I think it's safe to say he's. One of, if not the new face uh, of baseball. I mean, yeah, yeah, but 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 he needs a translator. Oh yeah, well, I was getting Gosh. ready to say that his his greatest achievement is he shut up Stephen A. Smith for a couple. Oh of God, <laughs> thank God. <laughs> when thank uh, freaking God, Stephen A. gets paid twelve million a year to have that opinion. I think we are in the right business ass. and on the right path. <laughs> can, we, can I talk a second about the, the other side of the spectrum with uh, our yeah. Germinator from Chicago? Yeah. So oh, your, yes. your main Mercedes, uh, unbelievable start. Rookie uh, putting up, uh, you know, eight for eight in his first two games. Was uh, AL Player of the Month, um, you know, candidate for Rookie of the Year coming out of the gate. Went into a slump, went down to uh, AAA, has been there for the last month. Yeah, but uh, why did he go into the slump? Don't uh, blame Tony LaRussa for I'm a not slump. Gonna, Tony not freaking LaRussa. That hey, is um, the biggest okay. so lie, anyway, cop out. That is So anyway, out of, out, of, out of nowhere, uh, last night he's in AAA uh, down in Charlotte, gets uh, pulled out after two at-bats and goes on social media, says, I'm, I'm done, and retires from the game of baseball. Uh, I, you know – Let's talk about this for a second. If you're Tony La Russa, if you're any baseball franchise, are you going to invest one more dollar or minute in someone who does that in the middle of a game? Because Is he pouting about a streak or not being in the majors anymore? Like this guy had the hottest start of the year, and you're down in the minors, and you, and you pull this stunt? Like, whoo. Right. Well, he just, conf- he just confirmed what Tony La Russa was saying, unfortunately. It- and so again, Larus is right. So you're right, Myers. Tony Larus is the greatest. Uh, he knows how to win. And if you and ask, everybody Tony, hates him. You said it, it yourself. It's true. Well, I, what I said was he won two championships in St. Louis and left as a very unpopular manager, which is hard to do. He actually left as a champion and still doesn't have like a great favorability rating because he just doesn't do a great job of communicating with the fans. But to my to that point, he. That's not his goal. 
His goal isn't to communicate well to the fans. No, His I goal know. isn't to be liked by the people. His goal is to win games, and he does it. And I don't know. We had that conversation about what happened with um, – is it Jermaine? Is that how you pronounce his first name? Yeah, yeah. So he had that issue when Jermaine hit the home run late in the game and didn't take, didn't, didn't look down and get the take sign, and he didn't like that and whatever. Um, but Tony Larusa came out last night and said, "I'm going to talk to him because yeah. if you ask Jermaine, he'll tell you we're very close." Like Jermaine was never mad at Tony for doing that. <laughs> Jermaine heard what he said and did whatever. But Jermaine's not 21 either. He's 28. Yeah, he's been in the minors yeah. for yeah. six, six, seven years, maybe longer. If he's if he's Latin, he probably was fourteen when he started playing. Yeah. And, you know, uh, or at least he claimed like he was probably twenty two and said he was fourteen. If he's oh, Albert Pujols, who oh. I love, Albert, I love Albert, I love Albert, but he was definitely older than he said he was. Um, <laughs> I love him. He's fifty two, right? But it's 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 yeah. sad because now he could be like the greatest fifty two year old ball player ever. But we all right. say he's forty five, and uh, he's right. just not. Yeah. Well, Tony Larusa, you know, when he started baseball in the in the late forties uh, till today, um, has Which had a long career. From true, yeah, that's I true. know. But the only bronze statue he's going to get after he finally retire retires is going to be in his front yard. That's all I'm going to say. Hey, oh, I mean that guy. He's going to be Hall of Fame in just a little, just about every category. To be fair. To be fair to the man. Um, All right. New topic, guys. Oh, you crazy, Terry Crews. Terry Crews is so good. Terry Crews is the best, man. He's just so good. Toki, oh, Uh, no. Toki, oh, no. (laughs) Oh, no. comes up with these. I mean, just great. (laughs) (laughs) let's talk a little bit about what's going on in tokyo right now the Uh, ship is on fire and it is slowly sinking and we're just watching it go down it's not that slow is (laughs) opening ceremonies tonight no tomorrow night tomorrow tomorrow and the well, let's let's just we'll, let's back up for a second. First, I don't know if there's so many great stories coming out of the Olympics. Just so really many is. great <laughs> stories that are so enjoyable. The first one was the cardboard beds. Because of COVID, they it, it is a very poorly kept secret that Olympic Village is a sexapalooza. Which mm. how could it not be? Honest to God, how could it not be? It's a bunch of very healthy attractive fit 17 to 28 year olds 18 to 28 year olds for it that sounded bad this 18 is to 28 to, year olds this is starting to that, sound like our sport and social club pitch right now no? <laughs> <laughs> 19 to 40 uh but yeah eight, it's just a lot of young attractive people in the winter olympics Whoa. yes yeah but cardboard beds that's gonna stop people from doing the nasty i don't know if you guys knew that just get is a cardboard it, bed it's supposed to stop them from doing, but isn't it? Isn't wouldn't it be with these world class athletes that if anybody could do it on a cardboard bed, yeah, these these world class athletes would. I've yes. done a, I've done a lot more on less. That's all. All I'll right, say. take it easy. Take it easy. Take it easy. <laughs> all I know is that if you put an impediment in front of these people, their entire life has been built around getting over hurdles and overcoming. So tell me I can't oh, have sex and give me a cardboard oh, box and we're figuring this thing out just to prove you wrong. So that was one I thought was good. Chris, you sent a nice article that I didn't get a chance to read. I just saw the headline, so I'm going to rely on you. The headline was great. It was about silent venues where you can currently only hear cicadas. <laughs> yeah, that's the that's the craziest thing is – you know, you, the from the from the uh, track the track stadium, the Tribune Chicago Tribune had a story today. You could hear the cicadas from like sit, the media sitting in there. You can hear them from outside the stadium. That is nuts. So you know what? To be fair, it's going to sound like one of those you know the the, the noisemakers for the soccer games where the yeah. yeah. just right. it's basically right. going to sound like that. That actually, it's, it's going to sound yeah, it's going to sound like the place is packed. Yeah, <laughs> I mean it's it's interesting. Like I I just saw something about sixty seven cases of COVID nineteen since July first. So it's a, you know three weeks, but it's Olympic uh, athletes and uh, and coaches sixty seven cases and. You know, South Africa barely had enough guys to even play the soccer game early this morning, our time against uh, Japan. Um, it, you know, it's going to be interesting. Uh, it's I, 
sports business wise, we saw Toyota pulled all TV Huge. advertising. Huge. And now Panasonic, uh, Fujitsu, and NEC, all big Japanese companies, are uh, have pulled out. They're not doing anything with the opening ceremony, nothing around it. And uh, it's just. First countries pulled out today. First countries pulled oh, that, out today. Yeah. Like it's it's a slippery slope. Going back to the advertising, though, is it time that we buy? Maybe maybe uh, get an ad out for uh, the show on there. Maybe get a yeah. deal. You guys thinking the same thing? We might. Myers, we you ready to open that checkbook? No, open yeah, that checkbook? I do. Dad, mom, checkbook. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, all right. <laughs> we have a we we had a live banner that just got added. The abstinent Nazi cicadas canceled. Uh, which the next story within this yeah. USA wrestling chiropractor compares COVID protocols to Nazi Germany. Always a good plan. Always a good plan to compare something to Nazis. Never goes poorly. No. How stupid are you to ever use that as a reference for anything? Don't ever do that. It's yeah. like even if your it's, first even if you're one hundred percent correct, don't do that. Your it's first stupid. media briefing for anything. If you're an athlete at any level, like hey, if someone talks to you, the number one rule: uh, don't bring up Nazis. Don't number bring up two Nazis. rule, and then you get into the rest. But isn't yeah. that how it goes? Well, and it's funny. Like people want to do it because they think it's making a point. But if you ever want to lose credibility and just for people know that you have lost, you're you're no longer reasonable. Is when you compare somebody to Hitler. Like, oh, it's just like Hitler. Just, you just can't do it. You're done. No, the painter, it, the painter, the painter. So one of the crazy things is that that wasn't the only person to uh, get in trouble this week for making a Holocaust or Nazi-related uh, statement. Every, we're going to have a new the, segment, by the way, just before oh you finish. Boy. We're going to have a new segment called Who Said Nazi? So go ahead, Josh. <laughs> oh, God. So, Please, no. And this Please. just and, – and this will really illuminate how much of uh, – like I mean, how many issues there are on the ground. Uh, the show director of the Olympics opening ceremony – was dismissed today. Today, uh, today, uh, fo footage was <laughs> found from him in, in the 1990s, where he's making jokes about the Holocaust. And All right. you, you, you almost get me to a point where I can't agree with this anymore because of the last part of that. Like I agree, Nazi. We're on the same page. It's a terrible idea to make any Holocaust reference Nazis. I, I think you have to. I think you have to really think about. He's in Japan. Japan was on the wrong side of that war, and they take it. They take it very seriously. Like the, the president of Japan made a comment about that, how how egregious this was. But it's not just this guy who's the director of the opening ceremony. I know. Over the last <clears throat> over the last few months, a composer quit the team after it emerged he had bullied classmates with disabilities at school in the nineties. In, in March, Olympics creative chief Hiroshi Sasaki quit after suggesting that a comedian could appear as an Olympic. That's not cool. And in February, Yoshi, Yoshiro Mori, who I don't was get the it. What's, wait, what's what's wrong with Olympic? A, a like an Olympic referencing a plus sized comedian Olympic. comedian. Oh, a chubby guy. Gotcha. Chubby a chubby woman Olympic. and uh, called her an Olympic. Oh, and then cool. the the head of the organizing committee was forced to uh, step down this past February after inappropriate remarks that he made about women. So they've just had like a ton of people having to step down on the ground in Japan, which has nothing to do with all the other issues that they're dealing yeah. with, with COVID. It's just, it's kind of a mess. I do take a little bit of issue with nailing somebody in 2021 for something they said in 1992 on yeah. a recording. They, sh they should have known that upon, upon you know, the vetting of getting that job in the first place. They or, or they should accept that people can change and grow, that maybe 30 sure. years later, the thing you said when you were 17 in 1992 is not who you are because you weren't old enough to have experienced anything in the world and realize you're an idiot and shielded from everything. I have no context for this this person could be a complete jerk and i wouldn't have a clue so i'm over here defending him but i hate to hear i just hate hearing so and so can't be on the oscars because of a, a thing they did in 1987 in a comedy skit at well, a time when nobody was sensitive to anything but, but i mean i'm pretty sure holocaust jokes were always yeah yeah 
I would agree there's with a, that. There's, a there's levels level. to that. There's levels and to that. These there's are a hierarchy. <laughs> Kevin Hart making comments, you know, maybe not the most LGBTQ friendly comments 10, 12 years ago versus now when, you know, society is much different, a little bit different than Nazi comments were never. Yeah. I just, okay. I'm always sensitive to that because at the, you, you have it. to look at it through the lens of the time and was what you were talking about. It doesn't matter whether it was right or it was wrong because it's always, it would have always been wrong to say what Kevin Hart said, but it was socially acceptable when it was said. And you right. form who you are a lot of times well, by what's happening around you. So is it the Kevin Hart joke? And then they like flip the camera and Mike young Michael Myers is in the front uh, uh, audience laughing at it and like, oh, he thought it was funny. He should be canceled because right. he thought. Oh, like, trust when's it me, stop? if the cam, what? trust me, if the camera could have spun around, they would have nailed a few more people. Uh, yeah. you're, you're not wrong. You're not far mm -hmm. off with that. Uh, and the last piece that comes out of of Tokyo, here we are, oh, one no. day away, one day away from the opening ceremonies, and we have an announcement from the head of the Olympic Organizing Committee, which evidently that position is new because Josh said it was replaced a year ago. That's true. Uh, the, the head of the Tokyo 2020 Olympic Organizing Committee came out. His name is Toshiro Muto. And he said, hey, we may still cancel this thing. <laughs> and I wonder why advertisers are like, yeah, maybe we should pull our ads now. Just in case. Uh, and to, to which the president of the IOE says, Josh, wait, what? He said, what? Huh? He says, what? What? I hope what? he was taking a bite of something when that happened. He's like, uh, oh, what? Yeah. Like a full but, spit take, yeah. <laughs> to be fair, we do have a clip of Mark Emmer when they made that announcement. Yeah, and they the said, no, door. they said, no. And, and it's, it's not, it, you know, they said they might cancel it. And he was like, that sounds right. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> He felt good about it. He felt good about it. Fake Mark Emmert got a nice, really nice neck beard in a really short amount of time. So good for him. Yeah, he did. He did. The birds, the birds are a good touch. <sighs> I didn't have enough time to do a new one. I had to go, but I had to pull one from the archives. I could tell Mike was getting excited, and then I could tell how disappointed he was when he'd seen the clip before. I was Damn a little it. disappointed. I was a little. That's all right. All right. Next topic. We have now. This is a topic we've talked about before. And we're going to go into some rapid topics here, so we're going to run through some things. Fast this and is furious. A, this is a flashback topic. Topic. Major League Baseball, all of you know about – did you just do a Fast and Furious reference? Did I miss yeah, it? Yeah, it's all about family. Don't turn your back on family. Uh, I think I, – I don't know if we want to point this out or not for our listeners at, at home, but our fourth host uh, just disappeared for the last – five minutes he was gone i don't know i think I don't know we've established was. an old podcast that when he disappears for five minutes no one notices i i, I think we've we've established that and my apologies but he always comes the... in and he's like and another thing <laughs> <laughs> well so chris what do you think about this yeah, exactly. Don't say anything. No, no, he's got a point. Chris. What's on your mind? What's on he your does mind? not know. Major League Baseball with the sticky stuff. It is now one month since the new rules have been fully enforced. Now it's a little sketchy because there was a week before, ten days before they gave the announcement. So I think some of the numbers already might have started to shift by then. But the best. Benchmark is June 21st. So before June 21st, batting average 239. Since June 21st, 248. So up nine points. OBP 313 to 325, slugging 400 to 417. Walk rate is up 0.3%. Strikeout rate is down 1.1%. So I think the numbers by themselves in a vacuum look like things are going well. Now, to be fair, numbers in July always improve for hitters. They start to get into a groove. The weather warms up. So the numbers typically do improve a little bit anyway. Uh, but I did see those and thought that was interesting that that sense. One thing that is not refutable is that the pitches have less spin, less spin period. Um, I think the number that I saw in the Sports Illustrated article was that prior to this, 6% of all forcing fastballs had an RPM of over 2,500, and now it's down to like 1.8. So the elite rotation on the ball is down 70%. And then 
100 RPMs across the board. For every type of pitch, the RPMs are down 100. So it's definitely making a difference on the rotation, which is making a difference on the spin. Um, hitting is up. Walks are up, which is not typical for July. Usually the pitchers are starting to settle in. So you can see pitchers adjusting. So walks are up. Um, although hit by pitchers, HBP hasn't changed much. So I don't think it's been a drastic thing. But to be I, fair, I just think, I think the pitchers think they're getting they're getting a little tired. They've pitched a few games. Their arms are not icing down as much. They're, they're just a little tired. That's all. Give them a month. That's all. We'll get those that's RPMs all. up. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. That's what it is. It just worn down. But I get my point behind this was it's not super significant, but that's kind of a good thing, right? We thought that there was going to be every pitcher was going to get pissed when they got checked, and only one or two did. We thought it was going to slow the game down. Nobody even – they don't even show it anymore. Like it became non-news after about two weeks. Like when's the should. last time you saw the umpire on video going and checking somebody's glove and an um, and a announcer talk about it? Right. Well, I think the broadcast on that point specific, they cut not to show it because that's not a good part of the game you want to show. It's happening, yeah. but the people at home that like Cameron don't show that and it's done. Like they yeah, don't want I see it every it. once in a while. But yeah, maybe they are showing it, but who's watching? To begin with? <laughs> that's the real question. Toyota's <laughs> looking for a new sponsor now, so you might see some more. Of that. <laughs> Oh, I think that you know what was what was interesting, Mike. That I took from that, read that same story was, I think they're saying the spin rate stuff uh, and those measurements are similar to like 2015, 2016. So, if this is true, then they've kind of rolled the clock back a little bit, just like uh, you know you take some distance off the golf ball or something. So that's a good thing. To your point, I mean, 10, 10 points on the batting average or nine points—that's a pretty good jump. But the rest of it it's not all in, in line. So maybe part of that is the, the mental, uh, you know, element to confidence and stuff, but. Well, I mean, the argument against it was that suddenly we're going to start hitting all these batters and they're not, they're walking a few more, but they're not playing. The Cardinals did hit five batters in the Cardinals Cubs game last night. They hit three in the ninth inning in, in letting the Cubs back in. They hit three. That's just a good rivalry right there. That's <laughs> awesome. Yeah. Right? They were aiming music. for that. They were like, Hey, we're up two one with a chance to win. Screw it. We're going to hit them anyway. <laughs> That's a statement. <laughs> uh, next, when's this, 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 this going to uh, go over? Sorry to uh, to like other sports like bowling. Let's get the RPMs of the bowling uh, down for those three hundred point games, and and you know take away some banned substance there. See how many curveball strikes they get. Am I right? Seven ten right. split my ass. Yeah, Pete you Weber. are right. Pete Weber's calling into the show right now. Talk Pete your Weber. talk your shit, guy number people. two. Talk your shit. <laughs> <laughs> he's coming for he's coming for you, PBA. <laughs> How about what the NFL came out and said yesterday or today oh, that they are now going to be watching and they will forfeit games if your team has a not if your team has a COVID outbreak, but if your non-vaccinated players specifically have a COVID outbreak. It's an interesting trend that was predicted is coming. And there is definitely a difference between how vaccinated individuals are going to be treated and how non-vaccinated individuals will be treated across the board. And I'm going to say, okay, I'm okay with it. So yeah, there's this, this news came out today and it is, if a game is canceled and can't be rescheduled, so they will make an effort if the team doesn't have enough players to try to reschedule it. But I, from this news doesn't seem like the effort will be too strong mm -mm. and it's it's very interesting. Basically, they want teams to hit eighty five percent of their players vaccinated in order for those teams to be on less restrictions for team meetings and practice. That's what baseball did. That's what major baseball did. Uh, a player, uh, Michael Irvin from the Cowboys, did an interview with Sports Illustrated, and he basically came out and said, "If you're an NFL player and don't want to get the vaccine, that means that you're really not committed to go win a Super Bowl." And obviously, uh, Cole Beasley from the Cowboys had something to say about that. But um, yeah, it's don't, call, say. don't call Deion Sanders Deion. That's yeah. you're damn right, <laughs> Nick Saban. You don't call Same him Nick. In results, right? <laughs> By the way, both people looked like idiots in that exchange. It wasn't Dion. Dion looked like an idiot, but so did the interviewer because he was after Dion had his thing. He goes, "Okay, Dion, what do you what's what's yeah, what's no, he going to do the, at that point? Well, Stick around and talk." The interviewer was an ass. But, but, <laughs> Immature. But he has a track record that that's 
also he he treats every coach the same way, every one of them. And that that whole coach, coach Dicka, coach, coach prime. I mean, no, the same thing with owners, like all the players calling the owners Mr. Ricketts and all that kind of no. I mean, stop you know, what is stop or it. People calling us young man still. Excuse yeah, me, young what, man. What is wrong with you? I'm not Josh <laughs> So you don't think that coaches should be called coach? Doctors should be called doctor. No, no, don't don't turn this into that. Don't don't That's what you just said. That. That's no, what I didn't just say. Said. Doctor, oh. yes. Team doctor, owner, no. Doctor, doctor. And a coach, what if, no. What if the team owner is a doctor? Then, then yes. you can call him doctor, <laughs> Mister Doctor. Doctor. Yeah. Everybody should have name tags. I've been saying it for years. I don't know anybody's name. But <laughs> Dion Sanders, I don't care what he does. He's Dion. I mean, you don't. You he branded himself Neon Dion. That was his thing. Prime time, Neon Dion. He's uh -oh. Dion. Now Josh is gone. Josh We've said the wrong gone. thing. We've scared away the young people. Heard mom go. Mom's gone. You call him yeah. Coach. He's Coach Prime. <laughs> you show some respect. You wouldn't call Nick Nick. You call him Coach Saban. And if you went back and watched the okay, last, okay, Dion. If you watched the last 10 Ooh, press conferences, Nick Saban, oh, he's, no. he's out. You're going to piss if off you, mom again. Oh, he's back. He's back. Oh, he's back. Thank if you for you, saying I'm mom, by the way, because we know who runs the house. Right. <laughs> you damn straight. If you watch the last 10 Alabama press conferences, I'll bet you the majority of guys are Which media called him. I have not. Nick. No, I haven't either. But All Josh. With due is respect, if a man wants you to call him coach, call him coach. No. If you need, if you're interviewing him and he's the subject of your interview, you find out what he wants to be called. That's just polite, and you especially, call him what you want. Chris, if I knew you wanted to coach. be, if I knew you wanted to go by Daisy Fuentes, I'd call you Daisy Fuentes. Right. If you said that's what I prefer, that was yeah, kind of messed up. You know. just you just outed you can't his, his secret end the show with this conversation again. No. <laughs> <laughs> oh. I, Myers, that was a little messed up that you just outed Chris's secret nickname, Daisy Fuentes. I do apologize, so, Daisy. He did not give you permission. <laughs> I'm sorry, Chris. I am sorry, Chris. All right. Uh, two more topics before we go. Two and a half Jesus, more we're topics. we're on an hour and a half right now. I know. I know. Two quick ones. One, Oklahoma and Texas. Yes. Not, next topic. Not going to happen. SEC secession. SEC session. Not going to um, happen. You don't think it's going to happen? I'm going to vote. I think it does going to happen. Does no. going to happen? I think it's going to be the first super conference. It, it do. does going to happen. So it does I actually, happen. this is serious. I actually heard Spencer Rattler is financing this move with his earnings <laughs> that he's getting <laughs> oh, specifically from Myers, who's going to be in line oh with 16 jerseys for him to sign. I love it. Who told him? Who told him that joke was funny in the first place? My. God. I think it's hilarious. I want to hear. Oh, so you bad. guys did. Gotcha. That again. makes sense. Well, the real question is, who told Spencer Rattler to charge hundred fifty dollars an autograph? Yeah, right. <laughs> and who, and who told Myers it was okay to pay that much? Hey. Um. Next thing, guys. Last topic before we jump off here. Seattle Kraken. It's official. There is a it. new NHL team in Seattle. Love it. It's been a couple years in the making. They had the expansion draft last night. They didn't take Vladimir Tarasenko. They took Vince Dunn out of St. Louis, 24-year-old defenseman. And uh, Chris just finished his ale, which is nice. Sure. Good timing. Are you guys excited for the Kraken? I'm excited. I love, I love everything about that team right now. Me too. I love I'm that. I'm excited cool that Marshawn Lynch helped announce their first pick last night. That was awesome. And was I just cool. love sports in Seattle. Let's mm -hmm. bring all the sports – Back to Seattle. God, the Sonics would be awesome, huh? Yeah. Yes. They can play I a climate pledge arena. I have to say what, what they're doing, um, Oak View and, and that group is doing in Seattle is, is going to make a great case study for everything of how they, uh, you know, the, their communication from climate pledge arena and the updates and, mm -hmm. and then the team and the way they launch the team and, and a throwback to the launch on the team. Remember when I said, when you're renaming teams, get the, the community input on the name, Seattle did that. So look what you did. You're, you're catering to your fan base better. And it, 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 I think it went outside of Seattle. Like it catered to me knowing that they did that. Like they're, they're doing it right. Take note, everybody Krakens do it. There get cracking. Oh shit! Don't say that. Get cracked. Let's get that offline. Let's get that offline. 
And and lastly, the e-scooter championship. I know e-scooter <laughs> championships, guys. E-scooter championship, no updates. No updates. No Stagnant? updates. Wow. Stag nothing. No updates That's, on the e-scooter championship. Is, is sorry, no guys. news? Is no news? Bad news or good? I, I just want the best for these. In this I case, no news is no news. I can't. Okay. Keep coming back week after week for this. well fortunately this week is over i appreciate you guys joining us here on this june 11th national hammock day uh i'm very excited to be joining josh on this new venture and having him aboard this is very exciting guys thank you thank (laughs) you and we will see you all in uno what's the spanish word for week semana 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 Boy, I hope so. We go.